Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Back to your calls here in a second. 877-337-6666. The other big story tonight is this stuff that's going on with Vince McMahon and WWE. Now, I need somebody to explain to me what the hell it all means. I have no idea. I mean, the way I look at myself as far as wrestling goes, that I was an expert from about 87 or so to 91 or 92. And um, I, I have not watched it recently. I mean, I know who Vince McMahon is and all about that, of course, because he's been there, you know, the, the whole time. I know that he was forced to leave, and now uh, I guess he's coming back. They they hired him back. His daughter Stephanie stepped down. There's a whole mess there. He's now selling the company to some Saudi-backed um, company. I, I don't, but I want to know what it means. I want to know what it means for the future of the company, what this means for the viewers. I, I'm fascinated by this whole thing. It's been all over Twitter. People are going nuts about it. But I just, and I read the facts of what's going on, but I have no idea what it actually means. He's selling WWE to the Saudi Arabia government. I mean, okay, what does it mean? Is he back in charge? Is he back going to be on TV? Um, I know the company, I guess, is going to go uh, back to being a private company. I guess because right now it's uh, publicly traded before they sell. Uh, but it's just a, I mean, it's a its a huge deal, obviously, huge story, especially when you throw in the fact it would be huge with him coming back, number one, be huge with them selling the company, number two, and the fact that they're selling it to the Saudi Arabia government, that makes it huge, number three. But then, obviously, like I said, with Stephanie stepping down and not being in the uh, company anymore, just a, a whole weird thing that's going on with WWE. I'd love to get some facts on that, but I don't know. I'm going to have to read more about it, and I doubt we could find a guest uh, for the overnight show, but even tomorrow, maybe I'll tape something tomorrow if we could find somebody on that, because uh, I do think it's interesting. 877-337-6666. Scott is calling from Hamilton. What's up, Scott? What is going on, Sal? How are you, Scott? I'm good, man. Hey, by the way, thanks again for the follow on Twitter. Um, nation is back. What happened? We're Shirt Nations, my handle. Um, wait, say it again. What is it? I'm going to search it right now. NY Rangers. Oh, Blue Jays. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I got you. Yeah, no, no. Thank you. I appreciate it. Hey, so. Good, luck, know, with the, good well, luck with the blog or the podcast. No, I definitely appreciate yeah. it. You know, it's, uh, it's been fun. I've been a big Rangers fan my whole life. But, you know, going on the whole Mets thing with Correa is, you know, and one of the things that's been bothering me is seeing all these Mets fans. I'm a big Met fan. I've always been, grew up that way. But jumping the guy and like wanting to not be fans anymore of the team because they didn't get Correa. You know, we're you know people are going nuts over a player that we didn't even have from last year, and then saying this team's not going to be good. But they won 101 games last year. Well, you know, that's like, a, that's another issue. Where are you seeing this stuff from on social media? I mean, that's a whole um, other exchange. Yeah, I mean, I, 
I could send you I could send you a screenshot of one I found. One 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 of the people wanted to actually become a Braves fan. Huh. Asking Braves fans to let them in. Well let, let me ask them, Scott, why do you even take them seriously? You can't take that stuff seriously. Somebody wants to go be a Braves fan, let them be. It's stupid. Come on. You, you know that you just, just because the Mets didn't uh, sign Correa here, you're going to uh, freak out? Think of all the things that have happened to this organization over the last, I don't know, 50 years, and this is going to be the one that's going to push you to the point where you don't want to be a fan anymore? It's ridiculous. Nor do I really care. Hey, I don't care who wants to be exactly. a fan or not. I mean, everybody's upset they didn't get Correa, but do they not realize that we upgraded the rotation? You upgrade the bullpen, which are the two biggest parts next to hitting that you have to worry about about a team. The Mets have one of the better bullpens in baseball. They have one of the better rotations in baseball, and they won 101 with West last year. Yeah, and I think I, I mean, I, I don't get why people are pissed. I still think they're going to do more. I can see why people, and thank you for the call, Scott. I appreciate you checking in. I can see why people are disappointed. But I think if you're a Met fan today and you're angry, you just want to be angry. You just like being miserable. You like being frustrated. Evan, I saw, had a tweet from Joe and Clark, who I guess usually calls. Does he ever call the overnight fleas? I feel like I've talked to him before. Not anymore, but he tweeted at me too. And I, I like Joe. I've met him. He's a very nice guy. He is, is he for real, uh, though? Like, come on. Yeah, yes, I think so. With the Mets and Jets just completely broke. No matter what happens, if they win, he's complaining about all the things that went wrong in a game, why it's a sign they're not going to win a championship. There will never. There are people that are miserable with sports. And again, I like Joe. He he's is, worse than Beningo. Yeah, oh, yeah. Again, and I've, I've been with the two of them together. He makes Joe seem like sunshine and roses. Unbelievable. So anyway, Evan had that tweet. What did he say exactly? Like the he'd rather uh, the Wilpons be in charge or something like that. Yeah, Joe and Clark. And and Evan said, I think we have found our dumbest tweet of the year, something like that. Yeah. I mean, but it just I can't even take that seriously. I honestly didn't think it was uh, to be taken seriously. But anyway, fans like that, you're looking to be miserable. You're looking to be angry. You're looking to be upset. There's no reason for it. Disappointed, yes. Hurt a little bit, sure. Frustrated, absolutely. But, I mean, that's part of being a fan, as you all know. And there's nothing that... Usually when there's... Something goes wrong, there's somebody to blame and people to yell at and complain about. In this case, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't get on Steve Cohen. You can't get on Boris. You can't get on uh, Correa. Can't get on the Mets organization. There's nothing you can do about it. John is calling from Queens. What's up, John? Yeah, Sal. How you doing? Uh, thanks for taking my call. Thanks for making listen, it, John. Uh, listen, uh, I'm going to take. <laughs> I was trying not to get excited over this, but I just want to stay calm. Uh, listen, this guy. You know, I mean. He's got a free ride. He's getting a free ride. You know, it was terrible. As a Mets fan, you know why half of us are miserable? He, I'm 80 years old. I don't know how much longer I'm going to live. Let me tell you something. He took us through the mud for three weeks. I listened to that television. Who is he? I don't understand. Night. Who? Who's he? Steve Cohen. Oh. The Mets, how long they took the negotiation. You thought they were negotiating the, treat, the, 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 the peace treaty of the United States of America. You, he thought that the Giants, that 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 the San Francisco Giants didn't 
didn't know what they were talking about. I mean, he made the deal while he was sitting drinking martinis. So what? Listen, he made a deal. He didn't make a deal. He agreed to a deal. Listen, he should have. He should have offered. I know you got upset with that guy Brian before. He don't know. You know, we got he got nasty, which he was wrong. But let me tell you something. He should have. He should have made. He. I, I agree with your partner, Mark. He should have. He should have at least. The guy in the studio. I don't. I think yeah, yeah, Marco. Mark. No, no, that's right, Marco. But a well, couple of oh, things Marco. here. A okay, Co- couple of things though. Show. Steve Cohen. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to hang up on you. I'll let you finish. Steve Cohen got a call from Scott Boris after things fell apart with the Giants. They talked things out. They agreed to the deal that was reported. That was agreed to pending physical. Like I still don't understand what. So what did what did Steve Cohen do wrong? What should he have said? Oh no, I'm not going to agree to this deal. We got to check him out first. You no. agree to the deal and then you do the physical. Like that's how it works. Yeah, but 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 today, instead of showing SNY showing reruns of the Mets game. I mean, from, from from four years ago, he should have gone on the red on television and apologized to the people what what he did to the fans. He'll speak. Because he didn't do anything I, to I the fans. Really excited, I, I, I was really excited over it. I mean, John, and if I was Escobar, John, John, was so Escobar, so was everybody well, else. The player yeah, was, was hurt. But the, the play, was Correa Escobar. was hurt. How are you getting? It's not well, like Cohen. Lo- the guy's no, no. playing baseball. He's playing a long time already. I mean, how many? I mean. What is Minnesota a bunch of dummies? They just yes, million yes, they are. They are a bunch of dummies. God, I don't believe it, Sal. Listen, you, you think the Giants be- are a bunch of dummies too? Well, all I'm saying is that being that he was involved directly with with the, with this deal, he should. You know, he, he didn't he, do he, anything wrong, John. Look, you know, he lost with me. Because I've been a Met fan a long time. I'm I know, I got you. Here. I got you. You're 80, but you I know what? A lot of bad, I saw a lot of bad, stupid moves, but. Being that he was writing this out, he should have, for his own credibility, he should have stuck with it. You know what I mean? Because I think he uh, did, but I, if a player's hurt and you don't want to extend, I'm, I'm not sure what you could do. What's your point on Escobar? Uh, Escobar, if I was him, after the way he built us up with this guy, uh, uh, Correa, like he thought he was Babe Ruth, I would have. I would go in there and, and, and demand a trade. I wouldn't even want to play for the Mets anymore. Yeah, see, that's the wrong attitude. What you should well, do... Well, no, that, 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 that's an insult to that guy. No, it's not, a, it's not an insult. It happens. It happens in life. It happens in sports. The right way to handle that, and thank you for the call, John. appreciate checking in. The right way to handle that would be to say, okay, you guys didn't want me. I wasn't your your first option. I'm going to prove to you with this opportunity I should have been your first option. That's the mentality that I would have. Matter of fact, that's the mentality that I do have. Okay, you like this guy better? I'm going to prove to you and make you look bad by outperforming that guy. And sometimes in life, the best moves are the moves that you don't make. And maybe that's the case for the Mets here. Maybe they get lucky. Maybe something goes wrong with Correa. Maybe Escobar finds his form again from the start of the year. You don't know. Maybe Beatty comes up and turns into a stud, and we would look back at this and say, man, imagine what the hell would the Mets have done here if they had Correa? There was no room for Beatty. You know, Escobar is just going to be a one-year thing. But still, I mean, Buck Showalter loves Eduardo Escobar. They love him in that clubhouse. Taking him off this team, that could have been a, a bad thing. And I wanted Escobar here with or without Correa. But maybe this will turn out to be the best move for him. 
But the attitude of Escobar should be, oh, I want to trade because you disrespected me. No, it should be, okay, I'm going to prove that you were wrong for even thinking about trading me. Jose is calling from West Isle. What's up, Jose? Hey, what's going on, Sal? Great show. Thanks, Thank you, uh, Jose. How are you? Hey, good. So, yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I, um, you know, I, dis- I disagree with that with the previous call of John. You know, uh, you know, good attitude with the professional about being a professional. You know, with Escobar, but also, uh, if we were if the Wilpons were still owning this team, I think it would still say goes. Still, you know, same old Mets, you know. Right. And uh, and you know, I, his new owner, he wants to win. He thought this out. And um, the second point I wanted to say also is that let's say Correa does uh, injure his ankle. Will MLB look into like, oh, what, what was Boris pushing on to uh, Steve Cohen? Like, would they open up an investigation? Well, no, because remember, that's why the doctors are there. That's why you have the. Physical. That's why you go through all that type of, you know, paperwork or all the medical exams, all that stuff. They check his medicals. They take the physicals. That that has nothing to do with baseball. That has to do with the team itself to do their due diligence on the player and his health. That's why the Giants backed out. That is why the Mets ended up, you know, cutting their offer in half, essentially. Okay. All right. You know, I don't all think right. that's something baseball is going to step in on. It's up to their own doctors. The Twins now, they're not going to have baseball save them. The Twins, they're going to sign Correa officially. And when they do, it's going to be for that guaranteed $200 million. Correa could break his ankle, play one of game one uh, next year, and that $200 million is guaranteed. Yeah, and then the last point, Sal, I know, I know real quick. Also, I think these Yankees fans, you know, they, they should just worry about they still got Donaldson and Hicks. Right. You know, that's a, that's a, so, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm happy we didn't make that move. But a great show, Sal. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you, Jose. I appreciate you checking in. Yeah, look, it's the Yankee fans should not be concerned about what the Mets are doing and vice versa. The Mets should not be. This is not about Mets fans versus Yankee fans. This is about the Mets losing out on a player that they thought they were going to get. And the reason they lost out on him is really not in their control. The guy's hurt. What do you want him to do? I can't get into the back and forth nonsense. We talked about that before. Like, it's just, I mean, there's there's no point to getting into that. Sometimes you have to do it to set the record straight just so fans understand the reality. Whether it is Mets fans, whether it is Yankee fans, doesn't matter. Fans get lost and caught up in the nonsense. But that's not what this is about to me. This is, or to really anybody. It's not what it's about, period. Forget about to me. It's not what it's about. It's about thinking they had, it just sucks, thinking they had a game-changing, difference-making player to all of a sudden not. You know, it's unique. It's unfortunate. The A, that it happened. B, the way that it happened. It's not normal to see a player agree to terms with three different teams in one free agency period. Not normal. Giants, Mets, and then ultimately the Twins. And there's a reason for it. And there's not much the Mets could have done about it. Unless you wanted them to go out there and be completely reckless and potentially foolish by overextending for a player that they don't believe can stay healthy or that they don't believe, based on his medicals, is worth what he ended up getting from Minnesota. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won 
the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Superbook has over three decades of sports wagering experience in Las Vegas, so you get the best odds anywhere as we head into the football playoffs. Plus, check out their special odds boosts and promotions at Superbook.com. Make 2023 the year when you win money from Vegas. Download the Superbook Sports app now and place your bets. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 877-337-6666 is the number to call. Jim is calling from Hopewell. What's up, Jim? Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm okay, um, Jim. Just, you know, real quick, I think a big part of this problem with the Kuwait deal is um, they can't insure that contract for that length of time. No, no one wants to, no one will insure it for that amount of time, you know, and I think I, nobody's going to know exactly what the conversation between Boris and Cullen was, but it most likely, you know, Cullen has the ability to self-insure, but for that amount of time, it's just too much. It sounds like he tried to meet him halfway and, and you know, do it by, if you're okay in six years, and we'll go year by year, but it's an insurance issue. It, it's just, it, the, the amount of the insurance premiums just make it, unrealistic to ensure the length of that contract for that time. And Cohen is not a stupid man business-wise. I mean, you know, everybody says, oh, he's got so much money. He's got, he's got so much money because he makes smart business deal. And, and this was, you know, I think maybe he jumped jumped the gun in the beginning. Like I said, nobody knows what was said originally. Well, right. So um, so how did he jump the gun? If Scott Boris is saying, hey, you, you talked about Well, running, that's what I mean. Yeah. That, that, that's what I mean. I mean, but, I'm saying But here's that, what happened. They had a prior discussion, clearly, with the Mets and Boris about Correa. The Mets weren't willing to go, I guess, to where the Giants were. That's why the Mets didn't get him that first time. Things fell apart with the Giants. Boris pivots right to Cohen, and Cohen says, okay, well, here's what we're going to do. We'll do it at this number. Boris says, okay, obviously Cohen is not – he doesn't know about the the medical records. He knows from whatever Boris told him. Then, of course, the right. Mets had their doctors look at it, and that's where they had an issue with the physical they had, they had or the medicals. The Mets had an issue with it. I mean, end of story. I don't think he did anything wrong here. Well, even trusting Boris, it doesn't matter. He didn't necessarily trust him. They didn't make a deal. They agreed to a deal pending no, the physical. No, he, he didn't do anything wrong. That's the point. He he didn't. He At the end of the day, he did what he always does. He made a smart business decision. Right. You know, and uh, that that's why he does have that kind of money. I mean, you know, people, oh, Stevie Cohen's got so much money. He doesn't spend it stupidly. He's going to make good decisions, and he made a good decision. It's just too long for that injury. You know, it's just too – it, it probably wouldn't work out. It, it sucks because Met fans are disappointed, as they should be, but there's nobody to blame. 
There's sure. nobody to blame. That's what makes it frustrating. And the only guy possibly that you could blame is Cohen, which is why some Mets fans are doing it. Now, again, you can't, but he's the only one that might even be in in the thought to even be uh, of some blame. It's not his fault, not at all. As a matter of fact, I think he should be credited for being disciplined and showing some restraint here. And right. And being willing to go to three hundred fifteen million, assuming the player is healthy. Right, I agree. Yeah. Well, thanks for the call, Jim. I appreciate you checking in. I mean, that's the thing. Okay, the Mets didn't end up getting Carlos Correa. However, Cohen showed that he could spend or was willing to spend another three hundred fifteen million dollars on a player that he viewed as the final piece. Cohen also showed enough discipline and restraint to not go out there and spend on a guy that he thought or his medical team told him was not a worthy investment. I guarantee you he, Cohen is excellent at this, letting the guys that he hires do their jobs. I guarantee you he had talks with the medical team. When the medical team comes to them, the front office, Cohen included, obviously, and says, look, this is what we think about this injury. We could see this being a problem throughout his career. Or we could see this being a problem down the road. Whatever it is. Now, he's taking all that information from the doctors, from his medical staff, and they're applying that in the offer. And that's where they came up with their number, I'm sure. And that's why they weren't willing to budge on that. Ray is calling from Waterbury, Connecticut. What's up, Ray? Hi, Sal. Great show as usual. Thanks, Ray. What's on your mind? Here's the thing, Sal. The problem is we need a bat. So, okay. Correct. Okay. Let third base, let Escobar play third. Let's upgrade left field. You upgrade left field, bring in either either a Trey Mancini or Duvall. Well, they could trade. Well, I like Duvall. I, I told you that yeah. before. I know Fleegs loves Mancini. I want Adam Duvall. They could also trade for Brian Reynolds as well. I mean, the guy's an all-star. The Yankees want him. He would be a legitimate everyday left fielder. You put him out there, you're good to go. You move Canna back to a fourth outfielder role. He could DH a little bit. Um, you know, have him play uh, and give some guys rest. So I'm okay with that, too. I think that makes the Mets much better and, and adds to their lineup. And you know what it is, too, Sal. You bring in you bring in Duvall in left field. You know you know you know he's going to pick up one of the big boys, Otani or or uh, or, uh, or or you know or Machado, right? And possibly and and possibly uh, Soto down the road. You, you, the good thing here is he's going to be in on every big player that he wants, right? And isn't that the biggest point, Ray? Like. I mean, I don't understand why people aren't, and I said this at the time, so if people want to go back and check the facts, they could. This whole time, this is not me spinning it in a positive way now, this whole time, the day that it came out that the Mets agreed to the deal with Correa, I said it's not just about the player. It's about the willingness of the owner to do whatever it takes to build a winner. That is is the most important thing of this whole situation. And you know, Sal, he's going to bring in one of those uh, right now for this summer. You know, he's going to bring in Mancini or Duvall because, you know what, he know he said he needs a hitter. And right. we don't want to be, we, we want to be predict, we want to be in with the, 
at least as good as Atlanta. Right now, right now, we're a hitter short. They, the both of those teams have better lineups than we. Braves do. and Phillies have better lineups, but the Mets have better pitching. Right, and, and he, so he's going to strengthen that bullpen. And by the way, bring... it's, they have better lineups, but it's not like the Mets have a bad lineup. Those teams are just better than the Mets right now. They need one more bat. It was obvious they needed it last year. They didn't have enough offense, especially down the stretch, especially without Marte. They need another bat. Nimmo, Nimmo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo. Now, look, that bat could be Alvarez. I mean, how are you viewing Francisco Alvarez? We're looking at him as an impact player right now. Maybe he's an impact bat. I have to assume they're going to get more offense out of the catching spot. No James McCann to bring them down. You know, Nito was okay, whether it's Alvarez, whether it's, how do you say the guy's name from Milwaukee? Navar, Navarez. Right, Narvaez, whether it's him, they should get better offense from the catcher's spot. I mean, assuming that Escobar does what he's supposed to do from the start of the year to the finish of the you know, what he did in, in September, he's got to do that from the start of the year. They'll get better there. There are ways to where the lineup could be a little bit better, but they're still missing one bat. And you know that they know it and that they should be able to go out there and will be able to go out there and add. Right, Sal. Once they get off the Duvall or Mancini, now the wild card is Alvarez. Now if he gives us power, we're good. We're right there. Right. And you still have the potential, Ray, and thank you for the call. You still have the potential to go out there and make a big move at the trade deadline. They can still go upgrade their lineup, or their team in general. I mean, look, they could go get Otani, and then you add uh, a bat and an arm. What you have to do is trust the Mets organization. Trust Steve Cohen. I don't love Billy Epler myself, but you have to trust him. It's been one year. I mean, the team did win 101 games. I know the result was... Extremely disappointing. Believe me, losing the division wasn't fun for anybody, especially me. I didn't care if they got swept by the Padres. I just wanted them to win the damn division. Couldn't even do that. So I know that it was disappointing with the end of their regular season. But they were still one of the best teams in all of Major League Baseball. And it's about getting hot at the right time. You know, they they have... The horses atop that rotation, those guys got to do the job in the big spots. I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot different with Kodai Senga and Verlander as opposed to Bassett and DeGrom a year ago. You know, Max Scherzer's got to be able to stay healthy throughout the year. Think about the players the Mets have. Yeah, it would have been great to add Correa to that mix, but there's still a team that's pretty loaded up. And even without Correa... They still are one of the best teams in Major League Baseball. And there are still moves to be made. No one looks at Duvall the same way as Correa, and I understand why. However, if Duvall is healthy, and he was dealing with a wrist injury last year, if he comes back healthy, he's a guy that's got 25 to 30 home run power in a full season. Could play some outfield, play some first base. He'd be a nice fit. I can't imagine he's going to cost a lot of money. The Mets could use the money that they were going to spend on Correa and go use it elsewhere. On Duvall, on Zach Britton. And again, still save some room for the trade deadline. To where they could go get 
another big bat, whoever that may be that's out there. I think Otani's the dream, but you know, you don't know if the Mets are going to be willing to give up what it's going to take to get him just to be a rental. Now, what would really be something is if Otani became available prior to the start of the season. Then you'd have everything in play. That's where I think you talk you talk about Alvarez, Beatty, not both, one or the other. Mauricio, I mean, that's where you talk about for the Mets, starting to think about that. Getting Otani here before the start of the season, if the Angels are at least open to it, which apparently they weren't, but you never know. That stuff can change. Rich is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Rich? Yeah, I don't know what all this noise is about Correa. It's over. Correa. They were willing to give him $315 million for 10 years pending the physical. Obviously, the physical showed something that changed, turned them off to him. Mm-hmm. And if they were turned off of that, why were they going to take him for six years? Well, they did all from six years, 157, I think it was, with provisions, obviously, that they had to, you know, the physical each year, whatever it may be. But they did all from that lesser deal. They they maybe felt comfortable about, um, you know, maybe three years, two, three years, whatever it was. Obviously, they felt comfortable to a certain extent because of their offer, but not enough to go to the length that the Twins did to get them. Exactly. Right, so I, you know, I yeah, but I mean, people are upset about it because he was supposed to be a Met. I mean, everybody was saying he's going to be a Met. Yeah, well, obviously he's not. Correct. So get past it, move on. Well, we know, will. Don't get stuck on this. Well, well, what do you what would you like to talk about the next three hours? Well, actually, I I think the Mets will be fine. Yeah, I okay. Like Alvarez and Batty. Right. I think Dottie might develop into something good, and Alvarez, I'm really, really happy. I'm on to him. Yeah, Alvarez and Beatty. No, I get it, Rich, and thank you for the call. Let me just break it down. Before we take a break, I'll explain how sports talk radio works. So, this is like very surface stuff. We don't need to get into the minutia of it. So, when a big story in the sports world happens, in particular in New York, because that's what we do here at The Fan, we do New York sports. When a big story happens, like Carlos Correa leaving, or not leaving the Mets, but signing with another team where we all expected it to be the Mets. He signs with the Minnesota Twins. That becomes a big news story, and that is what sports fans talk about. And WFAN, I don't know if you know this, Rich, this is the place where sports fans listen to sports talk, call to give their opinion about sports talk. This is where we do that. So on WFAN in New York here, We talk about what's going on in New York sports. Carlos Correa, Correa, is the biggest sports story right now. That is why we're talking about it. It's not just a, oh, Correa left, let's move on. Well, then what do you talk about? Because we're talking about the biggest sports story. Obviously, over the next couple of days, and we can talk about it today too, the football if you'd like, but people want to call and talk about the top story of the day, which is Carlos Correa. Tomorrow, it won't be an issue, won't be a topic. Tomorrow, we start to get back to talking about football again. For now, it's about Carlos Correa. And that's what we're here for. You can call, and now you can move on. But others still want to call and talk about Carlos Correa or listen to Carlos Correa talk. And just a little insight to how sports talk radio works. Like on Monday, let's say, for example, when I'm doing the show on Monday, or actually I do the show, yeah, like Monday night into Tuesday morning. 
and let's say the Giants lose their game to Minnesota. Should I just come on and say, well, the Giants lost their game, time to move on? Or, and this will be a multiple choice question for you, A, should I just come on and say, should the Giants, all right, they lost, should we just move on and not talk about it? Let's move on from it. It's too painful to discuss. Let's focus on next year. Or well, the Knicks are playing tonight. Let's talk about the Knicks. That's option A. Or B, talk about the game and the result and take calls on the game from the fans, how they feel about the result. I'm going with option B. 877-337-6666. Back to your calls on the side. Listen, you can call and talk about whatever it is you'd like to talk about in the world of sports. I have a feeling, though, I, I know what it's what it's going to be. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. is the number to call. Do some football a little bit later on uh, in the week. I mean, look, you want to get into it today? I'm fine with that. I feel like Giant fans are starting to get excited about their matchup with the Vikings. It's Wednesday. It's kind of that middle day here. You know, you start to get uh, the injury reports as we get closer to the game. And, you know, being the fact that it's Sunday and not Saturday, you get that extra day. 4.30 Sunday, the perfect time for the Giants and the Vikings. Yeah, I mean, I would have been okay with the Saturday night Giants uh, game, but I'm fine with it 4.30 Sunday afternoon. Either way, wildcard weekend. We are approaching now one of the two best weekends in all of sports. Uh, for me, wildcard weekend and the division around are the two best weekends in all sports. You want to throw in March Madness, understand it. That's great. Look, playoff, uh, I mean, um, playoff baseball is always good, but opening weekend in baseball is fun as well, or opening day, whatever they do it with, uh, you know, with, with the way that they schedule it now. Um, it, it's Those are special moments. These two weekends, though, are the best weekends in, in sports. You're loaded up with standalone playoff games in the NFL. I mean, the betting alone makes it the best. John is calling from Staten Island. What's up, John? Hey, Sal. What's up, man? How are you, John? Um, so I want to talk about this whole Kraya thing. As a as a Mets fan, I've suffered, you know, with the best of them. But I'm not I'm not really upset about this Kraya thing at all. I saw a lot of takes on Twitter, Mets fans and Yankees fans saying like same old Mets. You know, no one can save this franchise. My thinking is it'd be a same old Mets moves if they gave him all that money, and then three years down the road he can't stay on the field. I think exactly they made their team, they made their team better. They do need a bat, but I don't see this as a loss for the Mets. Yeah, like I would like Cray on the team, but it's not the end of the world. They're still a good team. I couldn't say it any better myself. I agree with you 100%. And for those people, whether they're Mets fans, Yankee fans, doesn't matter. For those people that are trying to come up with the LOL Mets stuff for this, they're stupid. They just don't get it. They're idiotic. They actually aren't giving it enough thought and understanding what's happening here. So it may be fun. They may think they could get a cheap thrill on social media. Oh, somebody's going to like my tweet. Oh, look, LOL Mets, same old Mets. Someone liked my tweet. Do you believe that? But they're idiots. You nailed it. You, you said it exactly how it is, John. Yeah, thank you. I agree. I agree. Well, 
Have a good night, Sal. Thank you. You too, John. Thanks for the call. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, Mets fans would want Correa on the team. He's a good player. Obviously, I think the Mets themselves wanted Correa on the team. But to what extent? The LOL Mets thing or the reckless move or the foolish move would have been to extend a $200 million contract to a guy that you don't believe in his health long-term and then having something go wrong. And in year two, we'd be like, oh, see, they screwed up again. Typical Mets, LOL Mets. That's not this. There's no more LOL Mets, not with Steve Cohen. They may not win, but they are no joke. And again, let the facts speak for themselves. They have the highest payroll in baseball. They have the richest owner in baseball. Kind of the opposite of what was taking place prior. Do I need to remind you about how the Mets were operating prior to Steve Cohen taking over? You want to talk about the BC Mets before Cohen? Or you want to talk about the AC Mets after Cohen? Totally different story. The BC Mets, at times, LOL Mets. I'll admit. The AC Mets, uh uh-uh. Even last year, we're losing the division. Like, the Braves were on fire half the year. The Mets didn't collapse. The Mets didn't lose the division. The Braves won 101 games. By the way, so did the Mets. Came down to a tiebreaker. Oh, typical Mets. Oh, they blew the division and choked it away. No, not really. I mean, they lost one bad series in Atlanta. It happens. It was unfortunate. It happens. LOL Mets, typical Mets, they would have won 78 games and not made the playoffs. It's different now. When are people going to get that? Joe is calling from Staten Island. What's up, Joe? Hey, Sal. How you doing? Nice Joe, how are you? you? I'm doing well. Um, you got me through a lot of nights, a lot of early mornings. I just want to let you know I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I just read an article. I'm not sure if it's true or not. Uh, not even an article. I read a headline saying it's something about Machado being able to opt out. Uh, and I was wondering if you knew if that was true. Yes. If you can elaborate. We talked about it before. He's got an opt-out at the end of this year, and he is going to opt out of it because I think he's got uh, five years left for $150 bucks or something like that. Fleeks, it was $30 million. Um, I think he's making That's thir- after this, this season coming up, you, you're saying? So he's not, he can't opt out right now? He, you know, after this year, not right now. After this year, after this year. yeah, yeah he, he's got five years left at thirty million a year. So, and that's one hundred and fifty million, obviously. So he's going to turn that down because he's going to get way more than that on the open market. He's going to get way more than thirty gotcha. million a year over the next five okay. years. He probably get more Real years. He, let's just say, even if he gets thirty-seven a year times eight years. He's going to get three hundred million bucks. I bet you Machado's yeah, going to get three hundred million bucks. Depends on where he wants to go, in my opinion. You know, opt down and go wherever he wants to go. He's that good. But um, on a different note, Giants. What do you think this week? What win or lose? Yeah. I mean, it's too early in the week to give predictions. I'll tell you my gut feeling. What's that? Why is it too early? Well, I mean, I want to save the actual picks for the games till Friday. And plus, you know, it's gotcha. Wednesday. And it's just Wednesday, Joe. Like, my feel right now, and I'll give you my feel right now on the game. But my feel right now is different than what it's going to be on Friday. And um, on Friday, you know, I wake up Sunday morning. I'm going to have a different feel Sunday morning. Before kickoff, I may have a little bit of a different feel. Sometimes these things, you know, you got to go gut feel up to the game. Right now, the way that I keep phrasing it is that 
I hate to bet against Brian Dable because I trust Dable and his coaching staff to be better than Minnesota. Plus, it's Minnesota, so I don't trust them. However, I feel like the entire world is going to pick the Giants in this game, which would make me think the Vikings are going to win. Do you want the Giants to win? Um, Oh, you don't care? Well, ultimately, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. I want them to win because I want to root for New York. And I'll tell you, if I bet on them, of course I'm going to want them to win. I want them to win because I I, I think it's exciting for them to move on, right? And it'd be a fun story. But, But if I'm being truthful, there is also a part of me for guys like Brett on Long Island who have been busting my chops about Daniel Jones and the Giants all year long. I wouldn't mind seeing the Giants, you know, if I I want to happen, what I believe is going to happen. I want to be right. I root for me. (laughs) You know what I mean, Joe? But for the Giant fans, of course, for the diehard Giants fans, it's and it's good for the station if the Giants move on. And thank you for the call, Joe. I appreciate you checking in. I'm so I'm torn. There are a lot of Giants fans, like Marco, that I'd want the Giants to win for. I know Marco's a diehard, passionate Giants fan. There are a lot of good, diehard, passionate Giants fans out there. There are also some that agitate the you-know-what out of me. And for those fans, I'd like to see them suffer on Sunday. Like Brett on Long Island, who I got into it with the other day, or yesterday morning. Makes sense. Right? I can understand it. So yeah. I'm just being honest. Like, I'm split. For you, I want them to win. I get it. And, and honestly, for me, too. Like, outside if I if I pick them... If I pick against them, I'm going to want my pick to win. Right, right, right. If I bet on them or whatever, like I'm going to want my right, bet. Right, I want my bet or pick to win. That's the truth. And the truth is I, I do want them to win for the station, do want them to win for Marco, and also the truth is I do want them to lose for some of the Giant fans who have been annoying the crap out of me about Daniel Jones and all that. And that's totally fair. I have the same feelings for I work with a million of you Mets right. fans like Fleegs on the other side right. of you. And you don't even care about the Mets necessarily. I don't. Right. I really don't. I, I wind up rooting against them because of just the, some of the nonsense that I right. hear and from also stuff from back when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I mean, it's good for you know business and just the idea of the longer it goes, the better it is. Right. So let's say they lose. That gets us, what, two, three days of yeah. content? And, and then, then that's it. Moves it moves on. And, and if they win, it becomes a big thing because then it's going to be, oh, my God, they won this game. Now then, can they do the impossible and beat, let's say, the Eagles? And the postmortem for the Giants won't be long because it's it's a great season. They lose right. in, the, in the wild card. It is what it is. Hey, and now it's is Daniel Jones, is Saquon Barkley coming back? But that's not – it doesn't have the same – like the Jets is going to – this is a long field because it was so disappointing. For the Giants, it's a feel-good. Feel good doesn't so last as long. Maybe this is the best scenario for radio purposes, at least for me. Win this week against Minnesota, get the fans sucked in, thinking they're excited, go out there, take on the Eagles, and then wham! Although I hate Philadelphia. I can't root for Philly sports, period. I was going to say, I think what you want is more soul crushing 63 yard field goal in the NFC Championship game. I think that's what you're looking for as the Giants to lose. You know, I don't know if I could handle the you, Giant you, fan after winning you, you the divisional round. Yeah, you want a couple of more weeks, and then you want that, like, you know, like I said, 64-yarder lined up with no time left on the clock. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That type of loss. Yeah. No, I just, I'm going to root for whatever I pick. Um, right now, you have a gut feel right now? Yeah, and it scares the bejesus out of me. Because, Everybody's on the Giants. Because my gut feel is I absolutely love the Giants in this matchup. Wow. Fleet, you have an early gut feel for this game here? By the way, we almost all nailed the perfect parlay last week. You know that, right, Fleet? We hit both our parlays. Marco lost because he had head-to-head with me on the Sunday night. 
I did remember that you guys had the Sunday night head-to-head differently, so I knew Marco lost because of that. I wasn't sure if you had hit all your other ones, but I knew you had the Lions watching that game. I yeah. had uh, I had three out of four, Fleeks. Where the hell is the, the sheet here? Is this the one that I've we been had? there many times, Marco. Me too. But my fault for betting on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers at home. I so mean, that's, Fleeks, that's on me. While I look for this, what is your gut feel on the Giants right now? Obviously, it changes in a day or two or could. What is your gut feel right now on that game? The same thing as Marco. Early feel, and this could change a lot between Friday morning and then Sunday morning. Right now, leaning towards the Giants. Wow. Plus the three I, I or just to win the game? has been in the place all year where we've been waiting to bet against the Vikings in a playoff game. Right. So I, I think that's part of the reason. Public has to be that. on the Giants, right? I think there's there's some starting to get some groundswell for that. But the line hasn't moved. Started at three, hasn't moved yet. Early money, though, was on the on the Giants, yes. Right. Early public money on the Giants. Fleegs, you had, and I did as well. Actually, we had two of the same games. I had Tennessee with you. I had Pittsburgh with you. And then Fleegs had the Bills with Marco. Mm. Uh, Marco I had the Steelers, too. You had the Steelers, too. Mm-hmm. You had the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And then the only difference was I had the Lions and you had the Packers. That's it. As a matter of fact, Fleas, we talked about this yesterday. I know you weren't here. Fleas was away with JJ hanging out, going actually in Miami watching the Jets Dolphins. You have now leapfrogged Marco with your 35 points because you hit the perfect parlay and you hit both money lines. Marco only hit one of the money lines. You, who'd you lose? Well, you had the Jets. The Jets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the Jets. So I oh, am at. There's your first mistake. Well, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of going on the against Skylar Thompson pick, which wasn't a bad one, except for the Jets are completely inept offensively, uh, which I should have known better. You gave up those three points. You would have been tied yeah. right now. Yeah. Fleeks is at 35. Actually, I'll give Marco credit. To, Marco made that pick before the Jets announced on Friday. All right, the entire offensive line is out today. Fair, but I did know. I had a feeling that it was going to be Joe Flacco. So I knew that going in, and I actually liked that better because I thought Mike White was banged up, and Flacco at least would do side and expect it would be a mass unit in front, but whatever. It's it also not, it I mean, the game could have gone yeah, anyway. It's I mean, not that like was just slop. Disgusting it game. Was slop. But. The perfect parlay standings have. Hey, well, maybe we should do something special for the playoffs. Or you think just keep it uh, where we're at? We're gonna have no no more Jets. Obviously, Giants will be an additional money line pick. We could up the point total if you like, as opposed to three in the regular season for the Giants, maybe or Giants and Jets money line pick. Maybe get up the point total a little bit. You want to keep it the same? I don't know. I don't know if you have to do anything early. I think it's just later. You may have to weigh it just because there's only a couple of games. Like once we get to like the championship and the Super Bowl, like maybe it's not a parlay anymore. Now we're just picking a game. So well, you could add the over under. Yeah, we'd have to figure something out to get some more points in there at that point. As, but maybe as the rounds go up, we make it more points because I want to make it to like where everybody can. That's. Catch there, each other. But I do think, like, in the because there's still some strategy here in the wild card. Do you just take the two teamer and just try to milk it out? Does it force me to go back to another Good four point. team? Good point. Right. You know what I mean? Because I might have to you do gotta that. Pull, you got to put At points least on for this week with six games, Stays we same. don't change anything. Might right. have to think ahead to divisional round and definitely the conference championship at Super right. Bowl. But for right now, I think we stay with where we are. All right. Works out. And we all had uh, a good and week. We, and we have a local game to pick the money line off right, for which at helps least too. one more week. Right. Exactly. That might go away if the Giants, uh, if and when the Giants do lose. All right. 877-337-66. Not that I'm rooting for that. Slipping it in there. 877-3. It's not for that damn Brett on Long Island. <laughs> I'd be rooting for the Giants. 